Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed, presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Papas and Olivia Harlan Decker. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Unleashed from BetMGM, the king of sports books, Giannis. We are coming off one of the most insane sports weekends I can remember in a long time. From Saturday morning to Sunday night, honestly, it was nonstop. There's so much to get to. Alabama went down. Love seeing that. You know, I unleashed on that last week. The Red River Showdown was an absolute shootout. I lost some money on that one. Texas plus three. I'm still mad about it. Baseball playoff drama. The Chargers won a thriller against the Browns and the Bills and Josh Allen went into Arrowhead and slayed the defending AFC champs in a driving rainstorm. It was crazy. And of course, the 11-round epic fight between Tyson Fury and challenger Deontay Wilder. The Gypsy King won by knockout. Tyson Fury is still undefeated and the heavyweight champion of the world. Giannis, you know I was there. You know it was my first fight. It didn't disappoint. It was awesome. It was incredible. What a way to introduce you to combat sports. It was, it was finally a fight. So it was good to see boxing just deliver on some level. There's been yeah. so much disappointment over the years. I'm glad you were there. I followed you all weekend. You look like you were having a blast. I wish I was there to drink our uh, diabetes yeah. specials together, but <laughs> hopefully next time, hopefully when, when there's another boxing match, of this caliber and let's say, I don't know, it takes about four years to make a fight like this man. Cause that's how boxing is. Maybe we'll be together. If the show's still going in four years, if I'm still alive, I'm so old. Okay. <laughs> a couple of my biggest takeaways. Cause we went to the weigh in just the smack talk. Oh my God. I was sitting there. And again, this I'm a newbie to the sport. Everyone around me, you know, they go to all this stuff. They're all so into it. And I was just sitting there laughing and I know it wasn't supposed to be funny. It wasn't. And I'm sitting there by myself laughing, trying to get some content for Ben MGM. And he's like, you're not worth a sausage. It's one shit house teaching another shit house how to fight. 
what do you get? A couple of shit houses. And I'm like, what? did someone write that for him? <laughs> um, I got to say that was probably one of the worst uh, English accents I've ever heard. Yeah. But you know what? You still do other good stuff. Thanks. So uh, you can sing, you can dance. You're still, you're still the woman in my eyes. Uh, I can't dance, but thank you. You can't dance? No, I mean, no, I'm not Greek. <laughs> that well, Greeks can dance. Yeah, I guess so. Our, yeah. yeah, our dancing's pretty boring, but it was. Well, let me tell you something. It's the 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 smack talking is part of the boxing world. It's part of combat yeah. sports. Part of MMA. It's so much fun. And this one, it was it was a clear advantage with the Gypsy King. He's so much better at it. He's huge. than the Alabama Slammer. So. Not only did uh, he win the fight, some may say for the third time in a row, because that first fight, a lot of yeah. people think he won. But he also wins the smack talking. I mean, he he's probably the best in boxing at, at talking smack. He's so. such a presence. He's 6'9", 277 at this fight. That's my husband's height plus 50 pounds. That's yes. a huge body. He's a huge man. And he's definitely... He's definitely representing us dad bods out there. I wouldn't say he's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the kid doesn't look, he just looks like he got off a bar stool and got into a ring. He oh looks like God. he just ordered Papa John's right before they closed yeah. and he got into a boxing match. He's not the most cut. No. And again, keep in mind, total newbie here watching this. So he comes out and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> really? Like this is one of the best athletes in the world. Like he's doughy and that's, that's accurate. That's not body shaming. He's doughy. Yeah, no, that's accurate. It is. Uh, and that's what makes him so deceptive. And yeah. and he also is like very durable. I mean, as, yeah. as you saw, he got up twice. He looked fresh in the later rounds, whereas Deontay, who's ripped to shreds, oh looks like God. a superhero, looked a lot more winded than he did. So he's just an absolute animal. I give him credit what credit's due. But Deontay fought an amazing fight, put him yeah. on it, stretched him out twice, put him on his ass. It was a it was a really fun fight to watch. I watched it on my boy Paul Verzi's outdoor screen. We had twenty inches up when you're wow. a guy. I mean, sorry, twenty feet. We had the outdoor twenty foot <laughs> saying, screen wow, out. Nice twenty inch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, some, some screen. I, yeah, I'm not good at math. It was twenty feet, <laughs> and uh, so it was really fun to watch. Okay, I have another question about boxing. Do you think they wear deodorant because they spend a lot of time in each other's armpits? No, I mean, you know, I think you need every advantage you can get when you fight. You know, Ooh. it's just the two of them in there. It's like they say it's like, you know, it's like being a it's it's the most embarrassing thing getting knocked out. It's like as a comic, it's the most embarrassing thing bombing. So you got to use every advantage you have when you're doing something where you're trying to avoid the ultimate embarrassment. Mm. I would walk in with a dirty ass, to be honest with you. If I was <laughs> fighting, I wouldn't wipe. I wouldn't wear deodorant. Oh, I wouldn't shower. There's no way those guys God. are putting Old Spice on before they get in there. No way. God. See, I would. I would be like, I look good. I feel good. I smell good. I'd like, I'd wear cologne if I was a man boxer. Um, okay. My other favorite part of the whole thing. I just love when they hug. They just look so sweet when they hug. Yeah. That's the sweet part. That's when they, I wonder what they say to each other. Yeah. That's where a lot of probably, uh, you know, a lot of smack talking probably happens when they're in close. I don't, I think they're gasping for breath. It doesn't look like they're talking in that moment. Okay. I told no. you I was excited to see some celebrities there. Here's who I saw. This is reporting at its finest right now. I saw Dwight Howard, Magic Johnson, yeah. Shaq, Mario Lopez, Stephen A. Smith, mm. Wiz Khalifa. I, I heard the Biebers were there, but I never saw them. 
Well, there, you got to look real low to find him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the kid's like I five thinking, two. I, I know Dwight Howard pretty well, actually. I know Shaq pretty well, actually. I don't get starstruck at all by athletes, but the Biebers, I was dying to see him. If I saw Justin Bieber or Haley Bieber, I'd like be speechless. Who like who would you be speechless at seeing? Uh, I mean, the only person I get starstruck is by the Deckers, to be honest with you. Maybe your pops. I'm a big fan. I'm just that the Deckers are those are the true celebrities to me. I mean, I could care less about what what the latest Canadian import is. You know, Bieber, you know, I'd like to kick him into a field goal, to be honest Jeez. with you. Oh my God. I love, I think he's beautiful. I think he sings beautifully. I love Justin Bieber. I I'm glad I didn't see him. I probably would have made a fool of myself. Okay. You I know you're going to beautiful. Have- he, he comes up to your kneecap. I mean, what you, you, you're, you're dating a beautiful Nordic God and you're yeah. telling me that you want to date this midget. I mean, what are we talking? <laughs> Sorry, little person. God. <laughs> no. Yeah. For me, it would be Justin Bieber or Leo DiCaprio would do it for me. It'd be that emoji with stars in my eyes, but yeah, athletes, I'm not, I don't get like all excited about athletes. Well, I hope your husband's not listening to this episode. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Look, I know you're going to have more to say about the Tyson Fury fight, really just about Tyson Fury's status in general, but I'm, I'm glad to let you know my thoughts as a newbie. I look forward to my next fight, but yeah, it's, it's a great sport to watch. You know, I'm more of an NFL girl and coming up, we've got former NFL wide receiver. He was with the Colts. He was with Washington, whatever you want to call him in the San Francisco 49ers, Pierre Garçon. Can't wait to catch up with him. That'll be really fun. He had quite a career, I think 11 seasons. And you know, Giannis, who didn't have such a great weekend, is our bad beat of the week. And I feel for this guy, you know, I thought it was going to be me. So I did, you know, I was out in Vegas. I did a lot of sports gambling this week. I had so much fun. I really did pretty well. But I put 10 bucks on a college football four-game parlay. And one of them, they all hit, including Florida, who was favored by 38 and a half. And everyone told me that was way too big. Stay away. I took that and got that. And then Texas was plus three. Oklahoma was obviously the favorite. And Texas comes out and scores 14 points in about the first minute and a half of the game. And then they end up losing. That was a heartbreaker. So I truly thought about considering myself for bad beat of the week. But (laughs) it has to go to Trizzy Nate. Bad beat of the week. So that's why you don't put too much money on a parlay. I only did 10 bucks. My man, Trizzy Nate, who won this week, he did just that. He put 25 bucks on a nine game parlay. He could have won $770. Everything hit but one game. Broncos, who lost to the Steelers. So look, I'm so sorry, Trizzy Nate, but to make you feel better, our friends at BetMGM are sending you $100 of site credit to try your luck again. I hope you do better this week, my friend. You're going to want to listen to the end of the show where we bring in our betting expert, Peter Andrew, to give his picks for the weekend slate of games and some futures in the NHL. That's starting up this week. So listen up and feel confident where you put this free hundo. Okay, now it's our favorite segment of the show. It's time for us to go off on one topic we feel passionately about. Giannis, let's unleash. It's time to unleash. Okay, so this is a topic I'm hesitant to go in on. Honestly, it's really not in my character. I don't want to bash someone else ever. I don't like mean-spirited things or poking fun at someone else, especially towards another woman, especially a wife and mother. So I just want to preface with that, that this is not petty 
shit talking. This is my opinion on something this person did in the world of sports this weekend that I find inappropriate and I don't find to be a good look for her husband. Mm. And it's made a lot of buzz and been picked up as a story nationally. So just since I've said that, it's Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, fiance, Brittany Matthews. She was live tweeting at the Bills Chiefs game Sunday night, complaining about the officiating. She said, keep holding. It's great. Or we like good acting plays or my personal favorite. Refs are never in our favor. Um, Brittany, refs aren't supposed to be in anyone's favor. So that was just a bad tweet. Yes, it was bad officiating. Everyone agreed on both teams. But as the wife of a Super Bowl champ, MVP, largest contract in NFL history, half a billion dollar man, face of the franchise, I just don't think that's appropriate. Look, I'm a player's wife. You better believe I've had strong opinions during a game. I never go there. I don't think you should. I think it's embarrassing to the player, to your husband. I think it's embarrassing to the team. Aisha Curry has gotten in trouble for this in the past. I have personal sources that tell me Steph gets so mad when she does that. I have another friend who is married to a starting NFL quarterback who gets very defensive on her Instagram when he has a bad game. She kind of goes for fans or calls them out. I know personally, Sam has told me, please never reply to mean tweets or say stuff during a game. And I'm in the media, so I feel like I'm so in tune to that world. One woman, longtime Chiefs fan, even tweeted to Brittany, stop. It's not giving the organization a good look. Chiefs are bigger than you, me, or any one player. And to this, Brittany Matthews, future Mahomes, replied, in the nicest way possible, shut up. So that kind of did it for me. Don't get me wrong. It absolutely sucks to feel beat up on and targeted and ridiculed and to watch the person you love get beat up on and ridiculed. But that's what comes with the job. And she was instigating. She was not defending. What did Aaron Rodgers say this summer? A wise man once said nothing at all. I think it shows class and maturity to not go there. I'm not saying the whole, you know, oh, just sit still and look pretty. I'm not saying that. I'm saying represent your family and team better than that. So I was disappointed in that. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm here in Kansas City. Um, I just, I, I did not think that was a good look on behalf of her husband, who was so beloved and it was a bad loss and it was a bad look for the franchise. Oof. That was a good one, girl. <laughs> Drag her, girl. No, I'm not dragging anyone. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm kidding. That was really good. <laughs> you made a lot of good points. Uh, they were all great points, but okay. let's be honest. You are the Olivia that I know, the OHD that I know, who loves herself a little Real Housewives. And oh. don't try to lie. You love the drama. <laughs> I do. I love the drama. <laughs> that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. I agree with you 100%. The Chiefs, they're in trouble. They got a lot of mm -hmm. problems right now. I think I called it early. I told you, hey, listen, Mahomes got half a billion dollars. It's hard to stay motivated. He's doing commercials now. It's not all about him. I get that, but he is the he is the head of that snake. He's the leader of that team. And right now, there's a there's trouble in paradise. I'll tell you that right now. We just need to find a way to have Patrick Mahomes play defense too, and then we might have a chance. We're just horrible on defense. Yeah, there's trouble in paradise. They do not look like they have looked. Nope. Great unleash. Now it's time for Yanni Pop, your favorite. Greco-Roman wrestler to unleash. Woo. All right. Saturday night was an absolute classic. Okay. I'm a big combat sports fan. 
Recently, I've become more of an MMA fan for a few reasons. One of them being how long it takes for these fights that everyone wants to see happen. The list goes on. We did not see Mayweather fight Pacquiao until they were both geriatric. We didn't see a lot of fights that we wanted to see. If you go back in history, we never saw Vander Holyfield fight Tyson in their prime. He never even fought Riddick Bowe. See, that's the difference, okay? Maybe dictatorships are better because Dana White, whatever fight the fans want to see, he makes them happen immediately. We've waited so long for these two to fight. We've they, Neither one of them have even fought Anthony Joshua. Finally, we get... This trilogy, they deliver. All three fights are incredible, but people are going off the rails with their comparisons right now. Twitter is ablaze with questions like, who could beat Fury? Is Fury the best fighter of all time? Et cetera, et cetera. Calm down. Put the brakes on it, Karen. Are you (laughs) kidding me? He's fought one good guy. He's fought Deontay Wilder, who you can argue was dominant in his era because he was fighting cupcakes. All he has is a right hand. He fights like a robot. He has no head movement. He's awkward. He His foot movement is horrible. And Deontay Wilder has knocked out Tyson Fury three times, twice in this fight. So it wasn't a dominant performance. The first fight wasn't a dominant performance. There was one dominant performance. And the only other fighter that Tyson Fury has fought of note is Vladimir Klitschko at the end of his career. And right now are people trying to find out where he stands as one of the greatest of all times? Are you kidding me? Who could be Tyson Fury? Oh, I don't know. Lennox Lewis, probably even Razor Ruddick in his prime, Mike Tyson in his prime. Who knows? Maybe even Buster Douglas would jab his face up. I mean, there's a lot of people. Vitaly Klitschko could probably beat him. I mean, he hasn't proved anything. This just shows how thirsty boxing has made us for a good fight, that everyone is relying on these histrionics and exaggerations and getting excited over one fight. The the truth is, MMA, the whole card is good. There's a good fight on Every card and they're every week. Whereas these boxing matches, we have to wait years for them to materialize. I'm going to say MMA is still winning this battle Mm. and everyone needs to calm down. And if boxing is going to make a comeback as a sport, because it's really been hurting of late and numbers are down and there's not a lot of guys to fight. They need to unify all these belts. They need to make these fights happen quicker and they need to get the corruption out of boxing. So Hats off to Tyson Fury, but let me just say this, Gypsy King, all right? There's still a lot of Americans who would, in history, and maybe even right now, that will knock you out. You haven't even fought Ruiz. You haven't even fought Anthony Joshua. You haven't even fought the the Russian kid who can't speak English who just knocked out Anthony Joshua. You have a lot still to prove. Everyone, shut up about Fury being an all-time great. Woo. Yes. That was an unleashing. I unleash, girl. You're not the only one who loves the drama. You love the drama. (laughs) That was good. That was good. Okay. I think it's time to wrap it up and get to our interview and get back to NFL because the world of boxing kind of confuses me and blows my mind. They should wear deodorant. Anyways, coming up, (laughs) Pierre Garçon is next on the show. Our 
guest today went from Norwich University in Vermont to catching passes on the NFL's biggest stage. In 2013, he led the league in receptions with 113. Love when the numbers match up like that. Pierre Garçon is here. Pierre, how are you? Doing well, doing well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk with you. We have so much to pick your brain on. And Mm -hmm. if it's okay with you, we love to play silly games with our guests. So are you game to play our game? I'm game. I'm looking (laughs) forward to it. (laughs) Okay. You seem, just by your enigmatic smile, we're seeing, you seem like you like to have fun. So I think this will be good. (laughs) Let's get into your story a little bit. I mentioned you went to Norwich Mm -hmm. University, to Mount Union, to being Mm -hmm. drafted by the Colts. What do you think is the most surprising part of your football journey? Maybe not even that segment I just described. The surprising part of the journey and that it actually, you know, came full circle that, you know, went to played high school football, played college football, then got drafted and played in the NFL. That's, you know, a story in itself of, you know, accomplishment. And I'm happy I played 11 years, but, you know, to, for it to actually happen, that's <laughs> that's pretty, pretty special. What was your college recruiting like then? Um, in college, the recruiting wasn't much. Our high school team wasn't that good. So we didn't really, uh, you know, have many scouts coming to our school. So it was hard, but I knew it's a football rule. Like if you make plays, you're a good team. So we just had to make plays on the football field whenever we had an opportunity. But when your team is not that good, <laughs> it's a minimum scarce. So who's going to recruit? But I knew I had to go to college for football anyways. I didn't try that cycle all over again to try to make plays. Do you remember your first NFL catch? Oh yeah, I remember it. Remember it all. <laughs> remember it all. Remember it all. My first NFL catch. Um, it was just. It was actually it was like close to the end of the game, where it's just like it was like garbage time. So it was. It was one of those where like, hey, this is a four yard catch, and it, you know we're we're winning by a lot. I think it was like against Jacksonville or somebody, and they just it was against Pittsburgh. It just threw me in there just to get a get a catch. Hey, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. It's just a hitch. (laughs) (laughs) We see so many players talk about their draft story and guys who fell in the draft then talk about how that fueled a whole career, right? I mean, you you still hear Aaron Rodgers talk about that. Tom Brady talk about that. We had Austin Eckler on the show. Now he's top 10 in the NFL and rushing. He was undrafted, went to a D2 Mm -hmm. school, Western Colorado. His sight on that was pretty interesting. I'm curious about yours. Did that stick with you in a good way or negative way? Uh, I think it helps because when you know where you come from, like being undrafted or a late round draft pick, you know you have to work for your job because you're a late round draft. You're not as valuable. But when you become, you know, a first round pick, you know, they're going to give you more leeway to prepare or to be well or to make more mistakes. But as an undrafted Every week, every day, there's someone new coming in and they're always low mm-hmm. round, low draft picks or undrafted free agents. And everybody's just fighting for those last roster spots. So it kind of helped me and motivated me. Yeah. Yeah. In 2013, you led the NFL in catches. Did you go around just yelling at people saying, I told you so? I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> Nah, nah, it was it was cool, uh, but we weren't winning that many games uh, that year too. So it was kind of like a a, a a sour taste because you know we're, I'm trying to do everything, and the team's trying to do everything. It's just the ball's not bouncing our way. But it's cool to have that stat, you know, in my in my resume, so that you know I was like, hey, I did lead the league in catches. But going through it, it was kind of like, all right, I still got to do more. Well, I'll tell you what, you didn't have to do more. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> your fault. 
You did your job. <laughs> I tried. I tried. But, you know, we always take the win over anything else. I hear you. <laughs> I'm always curious when a guy who's either a low draft pick or undrafted goes to a team, a good team, stacked mm. with future Hall of Famers like you were, Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, yes, Vinatieri. Yes, yes. What was it like even being in the same room and meeting those guys? It was the best thing that could ever happen because everybody yeah. that you're looking up to is right there. They're at your disposal. You just literally have to watch and listen to them and see how they do things. They're like, all right, cool. This is, this is why you did that. This is how you do this. Perfect. Why, why would I even question you? <laughs> you know exactly how to do it. And I want to do it exactly how you did it. So it was the perfect situation for me. I wasn't rushed to play it. I wasn't rushed to, you know, perform. It was like, all right, watch these guys and take clues from them because, you know, they know what they're doing. And that's what our coach, our position coach said, hey, watch the older guys. Makes sense. <laughs> well, you just said something really interesting that piqued my interest. You mm -hmm. said I wasn't rushed to do anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know you played wide receiver, but when you mm -hmm. look at the quarterback position and you yeah. see some rookies who are yeah. rushed to start, yeah. Yeah. not in, not on a great team, not mm -hmm. even in a very stable organization, much yes. worse position than you. Yes. What are your thoughts? I mean, I don't even have to name names for you to know three or four I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's the change. It's how the game has changed now where, you know, they want you to become NFL ready right out of college. And it's it's unfortunately what the day and age that we are in. But back then, you know, first round picks, you know, first two picks didn't really play until they were yeah. prepared. But now it's like, hey, perform now because we have five years to four years to make a decision if we're going to you know keep playing with you or not. So. And it's, it's the change of the game, but the guys are rushing to the situation, but they have to find leaderships in other places that can help them, you know, play faster on the field. So if you're a coach or GM, do you start a rookie quarterback unless they're just a prodigy or do you give them a couple of years? Um, it depends. Every person is different. Every individual is different because there's some guys coming from the pro system to the college system. Some guys are ready for it, but they're never really ready to start NFL games first fresh, uh, fresh uh, rookie game, um, you know, in the NFL like fresh out of college, you're not ready, but you can adapt a lot faster depending on the support system you have around you. So it's every quarterback is different. Do you think recruiters sometimes miss talent like you, sometimes quarterbacks, because they're too into the <laughs> oh, yeah. they're too into like the prototypical six foot three receiver and they sort of miss the guy like you who's six foot, not the prototype, <laughs> but still can crush it? Yeah, they definitely miss, but it's 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 a lot of things when recruiters are looking for players. It's you know, there's hype and then there's, you know, sometimes there's development. Some guys they develop later on in their career because once you understand it all clicks that you don't have to think, you just play and react. Cause some guys are literally out there on the field and they're nervous. And these are guys that are in the NFL, not just high school or college players. So the guys are getting missed, but once you get comfortable, once you understand the game, you can develop, you can perform as your natural talent because you're not overthinking you're not you know second guessing yourself so recruiters miss guys but it's up to the players to keep showing who they really are and that you know takes time and you know, if that recruiter don't come to that one game that you're falling at <laughs> you kind of missed an opportunity <laughs> some guys who do get overlooked end up sending out their tape themselves mm -hmm. and kind of being mm -hmm. like an agent for themselves <laughs> did you do anything like that that's that's what i did. that's 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 exactly what i did so my coach coach candle um, he's a, a head coach now at Toledo. He was my wide receiver coach at Mount Union. So at Vermont and Norwich, I played one year there and I had a really good year. And I was like, man, I, I got to get out of here because football wasn't their main, you know, thing. It was a military school. So I was like, what's the best school in Division Three? Because I didn't want to go up because I had to sit out. So I 
made a copy of my highlight tape. I stick athletic tape on there and mailed it to Mount Union to Coach Karras, Larry Karras. And Coach Candle got back to me and said, hey, this is what you have to do if you want to transfer. And, you know, that's all she wrote. I showed, I did everything. I showed up for, um, you know, tra- um, training camp. And <laughs> the Mount, that was the start of my Mount Union career. So I, I, I made my own highlight tape and sent it to the coach. And, and he's the head coach now at Toledo. And there's a lot of coaches from that tree of Mount Union now. I, I, Matt Campbell's Iowa State coach. And, yeah. and Vince Karras, uh, I think Vince Karras is at Toledo. Who else? Those guys. Uh, and Nick Seriani, he's the Philadelphia Eagles coach. And he yeah. was my position coach as well at Mount Union. Well, yeah, Nick Seriani. He played yeah. at Mount Union too. Uh, he, he's the Philadelphia head coach now. So. Yeah. Yeah, we we all kind of work together to help each other grow. <laughs> That's an awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> Did you put like some cool music on the highlight reel? Ah, that, that crazy thing about it, I couldn't have because that was back then when VHSs were uh, the thing. <laughs> so oh, it wasn't, oh. wasn't it wasn't YouTube. It wasn't you know, uh, where you can create your. It was literally VHS. Like stop, record, stop, record, stop, record. <laughs> but the coaches understood it. Oh, that's awesome. When you, uh, that's awesome. When you line up against a D back, um, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a one-on-one experience. Are you guys talking to each other? Did you ever, you know, try to use any psychological games, like start talking French to him? And he's like, what did you say to me? And then boom, (laughs) you zip off. You you do have different strategies when, you know, it presents itself, but you don't come in thinking that you're going to trash talk unless you have a previous history to person. But sometimes you just try to keep it clean, especially on the first quarter. You're like, all right, you know, I'm just trying to do my job, you know. But once, you know, the game starts going third quarter, fourth quarter, and things are on the line, things get a little more chippy. And, you you know, you you man up and bow up a lot. So it's it, it, it close to the end of the game. It's like, hey, I don't really, you know, I don't care who you are now. We're, we're trying to win this game. So I have to block. I have to block you hard. I block you hard. If I have to, you know, push you, I push you, like, whatever it takes, you know, to to, to get the extra edge that we what we need on the field. Now, I don't know if you were much of a talker, but your game certainly was known to be tenacious, bulldog, fighter. You know, we think of you with that style. So who did you have beef with? Was there a defensive end who was all up in your face all the time? Or uh, we, we always talk to uh, defensive players because, you know, they're trying to stop us. Yeah. We're trying to go through them. So you know, I always talk, but it wasn't it didn't carry off the field. But it was mostly yeah. just to keep myself energetic and hype because they hit they hit us. We hit them, but we feel both sides feel it. But you can't show weakness on the field, so you have to, you know, always be tenacious and, 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 and strong and hard. <laughs> so there wasn't a cornerback who had their number or something. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I had all their numbers, but you know that's yeah. true. So there's there's times where you know they they have my numbers, and there's time where you know I can yeah. defend of them. But you know, there's always guys that that they have good competition, they give good competition, they play man to man too. Yeah. We've seen so many kickers miss extra points this season. <laughs> I mean, last week, I don't know if that's ever happened in NFL history. Um, the Packer game. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had uh, Adam Vinatieri in Indy, oh, but yeah. on other teams, to be honest, was there ever some guys that you that you just wanted to you wanted to toss the kicker off the team? Bus man, there were there were times where we were going through kickers, and it, it was it was you know it was tough because you you, you don't know and. You think you can do the job because it's like, hey, all you just do really do is kick. But apparently, you know, there's more to it than just that. So there are times where you get frustrated and you have no hope in your kicker. But when you do have Adam Benatari on your team, you know you have a 90% chance of making it. Like, if you miss it, it's a rare thing that he missed. 
<laughs> so I got to you with that in my career. And when I was there also, Dustin Hopkins was um, was on the Redskins and he had came in. And he made like 19 in a row uh, when he first signed with us. And, you know, it was kind of cool. But there were times where we were like, we got to score a touchdown. <laughs> we don't have a kicker. We don't trust our kicker. Now that we don't have it, we don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. You always have to have one. Mm-hmm. Giannis is so hung up on this. Every week, Giannis, you bring up the kicking situation. I mean, it's, 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 it's a point difference. <laughs> you also got to thank Bill Belichick for getting the rule change where they have to move back, you know, about 20 some yards to kick an extra point. Yeah, I mean, all I know is if I played my heart out and put my health on the line and then some guy comes on and misses it, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, the the locker room's going to be awkward afterwards. He's at least going to have to hold my gear for a couple of weeks or something, do chores around my house. I'm telling you, it's I'm not letting him go easy. Uh, it's, it's, it, they feel the tension. They, they, they feel it because they literally sit around practicing. You know, they kick for the beginning of practice and kick in the middle of practice. But after that, they're just literally, you know, hanging out, watching practice. And, you know, it doesn't always come down to one play, but you feel like it came down to one play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do the fans. Everybody. And they get it. They have a short leash, too. Oh, man. I always feel bad for their families. You know, Pierre, you said something interesting earlier about Nick Sirianni being your position Mm -hmm. coach. I didn't even realize that. But you've Mm -hmm. also worked with Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. At the time, did you know that these guys would go on to become some of the top offensive minds in the NFL? You you don't think about it because it's such a a long career where, you know, guys bounce around. But I'm so happy that they you know, became head coaches that we knew that they could, they could become and we're happy for them. I'm happy for them. And yeah. I didn't, I couldn't say, yeah, I knew three of my position coaches or four of us are going to be NFL head coaches. I, I'd yeah. be guessing, you know, I'd be like, oh, I hope you guys do, but I can't guarantee it will happen. But, you know, I'm so happy that those guys are having those opportunities and they're thriving in those opportunities too. Okay. What did you think about the Shanahan LaFleur drama? And it was capped off by an ice cold drive-by handshake at the end of that game. You know, both of them. What do you think? Those guys, they'll be all right. <laughs> those yeah. guys will be all right. I, I didn't, I, I didn't get to see uh, all of it, but they'll be all right. Cause those guys, they, they, they're so, they've been friends forever. So, you know, it, it's a little bit of drama, TV drama, but you know, uh, Cal hates losing. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> he might hate losing, losing more than any coach that I've been around. And I'm the same way too. So I think that's why we gelled pretty well. <laughs> you know what, Pierre? I love the Washington football team. I like the mm-hmm. name. Okay. But they're mm-hmm. looking for a name. What do you think they should name it to? You think they should name it? They should name the team something to honor the city, like maybe Washington lobby owned senators or Washington <laughs> trillion dollar debts, maybe illegal campaign donations. Man, it's crazy. I, I, like nothing's gonna hold on to the to the to the last name that they had, and it's it's so hard because nobody's gonna be happy with the new name. Even the Washington football team name now that some people are starting to get used to, it, and they're like, "Don't change it." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I wouldn't even know what direction to start with picking that name because whatever you pick, it won't satisfy everybody. How about the bipartisan hacks? <laughs> <laughs> if they like it, I love it. <laughs> uh. Giannis, I bet there's, I bet you have a long list of things you're not even saying for your name ideas. I like, yeah, I like the million dollar speeches to Wall Street after you leave office. I like that name. That could work. <laughs> or maybe the defense budget quadrupled while healthcare and public education get slashed. That would be a good name. 
there's a lot of issues in Washington. <laughs> a lot of issues. Yeah. Pierre, what is a name idea that you would have if they were to ask you? You know, it's crazy. We were on a, a, a like a committee. A committee, yeah, a committee, exactly for the name. I had one a long time ago, and I totally forgot which one it was. But you forgot it. <laughs> it's been that long. Must have been good. <laughs> it's been that long, but it was something like I think like to do with, like you said, the army defense or or protection yeah. of the city. Something I, I I can't remember now off the top of the head, but it was it was so many different names. It just none of them really stuck to me, and I. I and when it doesn't stick, you don't remember it, <laughs> which is the problem yeah. that they have now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You played for Matt LaFleur. You were talking about him a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. He's got the top receiver in the league right now oh, with yeah. Devontae oh, yeah. Adams. And it's Is he your favorite receiver to watch or is there someone else you just love watching right now? Who do I love watching? I like watching the guys that I play with because I can see their growth. Oh, yeah. um, but Devontae Adams is, you know, he's amazing and he has a great quarterback and, um, he is very, very good. I like watching um he's not getting the ball as much, but um Amari Cooper, he's very smooth, very, very good in his routes. DK Metcalf is very, very good for his size and his speed and quickness Oof. and and he's 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 a beast and he's playing like a beast, which is what we love. When you're big and you're playing big, definitely love that. Yeah. Who else do I love watching? There's a lot of great guys. Uh, of course Tyreek Hill when you know he, yeah. he he's just exciting every time he gets the ball. Just he, he he literally just can do anything on the field and leave the guys sitting still. So those guys are are, are very, very good. And I, I enjoy watching because they bring excitement. If you could play with any quarterback right now, current quarterback, who would you want to play with? Of course, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, yeah. of course. You know, those guys want to throw the ball. And, and that's how I got lucky with Peyton. Like, he wants to throw touchdown pass. He wants you to catch the ball. Like, that's the best thing for a receiver. You know, coming from a, a run first and then pass system, you're like, all right, mm-hmm. let's hope we get to throw the ball. But playing with those guys, like, they want to throw the ball. <laughs> so Tom Brady, Aaron, Peyton, those guys, are <laughs> the greatest yeah. receivers, the, the receivers on there are, are so super happy. They happy to go to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see Josh Allen jump over a defender? Last week, I saw that. <laughs> Josh Allen is very talented too. Josh Allen is a yeah. great quarterback, and and Matthew Stafford. Those guys, those guys are. They throw the ball. They 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 love to throw the ball. They throw it far. I'm a Greek kid, right? So I've heard every mm-hmm. joke about my name. You know, my name is Giannis. I've heard Uranus. Yeah, I've heard Poo. How many times have you heard the Garcon coffee joke? Uh, a lot. Gar- <laughs> the waiter, the coffee, the the. All of it. So, yeah, it's a countless amount of times. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. But it's memorable. They try to remember it, and, you know, they, they, they definitely yeah. haven't heard it before. <laughs> now, here's the thing a lot of people don't know about you. You own a pizza mm-hmm. place. You're, you own a pizza uh, shop. You're a pizza lover. So yeah. let, me, let me ask you this, right? Fuck, mm-hmm. marry, kill. Fuck, marry, kill. New York style, Chicago style, Detroit style. I don't even know what Detroit style is. Yeah, I know what's Chicago, Detroit style? I know Chicago. I know New York. I like, you know what's funny? <laughs> I do love deep dish pizza. <laughs> I think that's Chicago, right? I think that's Chicago. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So to, to answer that question, deep dish, yeah, Chicago. <laughs> Wait, Giannis, what's Detroit style pizza? Detroit, they do it like they, they don't use mozzarella. They use like uh, Wisconsin cheese and they cook them individually in a pan it's a little deep dish. They're kind of like squares, but they don't use mozzarella. So, which is like, if you're Italian, that's like, you know, that's a disgrace. 
So have you ever, is, can you ever do like, since you're Haitian, you ever make a suggestion like, yo, let's put some chicken Creole on this pizza. I have, I have. You know, we oh. put chicken on there, put barbecue sauce. We make it like a barbecue pizza, you know, try to switch yeah. it up, but you know, they've Americanized it, but with a lot of spices, we make it a little Haitian style a little bit, but it was, it was always fun to get creative in the kitchen. It was nice. always fun. We had a lot of free time to get creative <laughs> in the kitchen. Nice. How did you get in the pizza business? Oh, man. I had a friend. Um, he runs a lot of restaurants in D.C. I wanted to get into it because you know, I wanted to to learn more about business. And it was all about customer service and, you know, and, and enjoying the time with the fans. We definitely started up and had events at the restaurant where the fans came out and support. And it was another business um, opportunity I just wanted to take advantage of while I was in D.C. And it, it worked out well for me. You know, it's, 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 it's a tough business, but it was it was fun. Yeah. I learned a lot. Learned a lot. Yeah. Okay, well, before we get to our game, because our game's going to be really fun, but I'd be remiss not to ask you about Peyton Manning. Everyone mm-hmm. always hears about how cerebral he is, the genius behind Peyton Manning. Yes. Do you have an example of maybe the first time you saw that flicker or the first time you were like, oh my God, this is legit. This is what they're talking about. Oh, I saw it a lot because my first year, like I said, I wasn't rushed to play. So I got to sit back and yeah. watch him and Reggie, him and Marvin, him and Gonzo, him and Dallas Clark and Jeff Saturday operate. And they literally made it look easy out there on the field. It was like practice. And I'm seeing Reggie catch the ball. They're all on the same page. They're reading hots. They're checking off blitzes. And it's like, these defenders have no chance. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whatever the defenders do, they have no, we have an answer for it. Peyton has an answer for it. Reggie has an answer. And they're all on the same page. And they're making it look so easy. And you're like, wow, like, these guys are really, really good. And then I see them in practice. I'm like, these guys are not that special. But they're all on the same page because when you're younger, you're more physically, you know, you got more energy, you're physically athletic. You just are not in the same mindset as those guys because they're in tune with each other. As a young guy, you're just out there running full speed. And when I came in, I was faster than those guys, but I wasn't making plays like those guys. So it was like, wow, these guys are just like amazing on game days. In practice, they're good too. But on game days, it's like, wow, they just don't mess up. Yeah, man. Peyton was special. What's Peyton like in the locker room? He seems like he has a good sense of humor. Is he loose? He's he's a very, very good locker room um, coach and player because, you know, when it's moments where you got to get serious, he'll let you know, like, hey, this is what we're working on. This is what you're saying. What did you see? What do you think? Like, he's gathering information so that he can make it easier on him and yourself. And when it's like, you know, free time, he's he's telling jokes. He's you know, he remembers funny things on the field or, you know, camera moments that, you know, that not everybody catches on to. So, you know, he's a human being and he's, he gets down to serious business when it's time to, to be successful. Have you been watching him with Eli on that broadcast? I have not, not as, not as much, but those guys are very, very funny. <laughs> those guys are very, very funny. Hilarious. <laughs> I like to ask every, I'm a big giant fan. So I just like to mm-hmm. ask every guest we have when the opportunity comes up, if you had mm-hmm. to pick one Manning in the playoffs, I'm saying when the chips are down and it means something, you taking your boy Peyton or you taking my boy Eli? Man, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough question. Eli has, you know, two Super Bowl, one team, I think it is. And Peyton has two Super Bowl of two teams. But when it came down to the crunch time, I'm taking Peyton because he's made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's had a better regular season win cat, uh, uh, win percentage. So it came down to the wire more than, than Eli did because, you know, we all start off, you know, first quarter, second quarter, but the fourth quarter is where it comes down and those game winning drives is what, you know, keep you around forever. But Eli's not far, far off. <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you. Well, now that you said that, I just got to ask in person, how big is Peyton's forehead? Is it as big as I? <laughs> it's big. It's big. It's big. It's big. It's big. And he's tall, too. <laughs> it's big. I'm really glad you said forehead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Because, you know, yeah, they're, they're in the locker room. So now okay. let's, have, let's have some fun. Go ahead, Olivia. Tell them about the fun. Pierre, throughout your NFL career, you made some great catches. But today, we're going to ask you a question, and there's going to be a catch. You'll have to decide uh, if it's worth it. Okay, you ready? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a great one. We're calling it, here's the catch. Here's a good one. Yeah, since this is, I mean, you know, in my search, this is the only person I found you had beef with. And I like what you called them, too. Anyway, Pierre, if you had a chance to win a million dollars, right? But here's the catch. You had to fight J.J. Watt in a celebrity boxing match. Would you do it? Oh, man, I had to stay away. <laughs> I, have to, I have to get him tired. That's <laughs> a big guy. Yeah. That's a very, very big guy. Oh, uh, man. In the, in the box, man, that guy's strong. He probably give me a body shot. And oh, man. Uh, I, I pass. I like my body too much <laughs> to get in the ring with JJ. Uh, uh, All right. No, no, no. Weight advantages uh, too, too, too much already. <laughs> You got the speed, though. I mean, you jab him up, keep him away with the jab. And I'd have to tire him out. I'd have, that'd be the only way. But if he, if he, uh, whoo, if he connect, yeah, I'd feel sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd feel sorry. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. You get offered the wide receiver coach job, and it's guaranteed you're going to make more money than the head coach, right? Never been done before, but this is happening for you. Here's the catch. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I, I, I do it. <laughs> I do it because as a as a receiver, you as a receiver, you think you can help anybody become a better receiver because you actually done it. And you know, yeah. coach gets just communicate. So I definitely do it. And you know, we, we can we can develop players. I'm I'm a, I'm a firm believer in developing players. We can develop okay. players. I was developed, so I I, I take that catch. Yeah, <laughs> you should have said, "Here's the catch." You have to babysit Urban Meyer when he goes out. <laughs> I do that with Urban Meyer. <laughs> be through it too, man. It's, it's tough losing. It is tough. It is tough. No, I meant go out to the bars with Urban Meyer. Yeah, he meant go out to the bars with Urban Meyer. I'd be there too. <laughs> <laughs> That's always risky. I mean, he's a risk. All right. I love it. Here's one to find out if you are, you know, if you're more emotional or if you're all business when it comes to that win. So here, here's it. Here it is. Pierre, you could win your fantasy football league, but here's the catch. You have to draft players you absolutely can't stand that you hate. I draft. I draft. Is it worth it for the win? It's worth it for the win. <laughs> it's worth it for that. I draft players that I have. I draft J.J. Watt on defense. I'm like, hey, go get the quarterback. Like, we, we, need it. we need interceptions, guys. Go get interceptions. Go get the quarterback. So, yeah, I definitely draft players that I don't like. Yes. <laughs> There's not offensive players that I don't like, so that's easy for me. But, yeah, defenders, we don't like them as much. Right. <laughs> okay, well, as we're approaching Thanksgiving, you get invited to the Manning House for Thanksgiving. But here's the catch. Every time you ask him to pass a, a side dish or something, someone yells, Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fit right in. We had to get used to all those sides, so these different code words, so I, 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 I can adjust quickly with that. <laughs> okay. All right, I got one. I know you love golf. You're a big-time golf lover. Here's the deal. I'm working on it, working on it. Yeah, you could be the best golfer on the planet, win every tournament, but here's the catch. You could never have played football. Would you do it? You know what? Mm. You know what? 
there's more winnings in golf than there is in football. You can play golf a lot longer. So <laughs> if I had to start it back over and guarantee that I'd win, I'd be Tiger Woods. <laughs> I'd definitely take Tiger Woods over a receiver. That's a good call. <laughs> I'd definitely take Tiger Woods over a receiver. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. golf is probably the safest sport you can go the longest. And I always wondered when, when golfers retire, what do they do? Get a job? I mean, how do you really? How do you retire from golf? <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. They travel now. They travel, they play golf, and travel. Well, that's what they do during their career. So, yeah, I guess they don't retire. They just Yeah, it's weird. Like, you retire from golf, you just go play more golf. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. Okay, Pierre, you get traded to a team, and a player has the uniform number that you want. He'll give it to you, but here's the catch. You have to personally wash his uniform after every practice and every game. Wow. Nah, nah. And uh, that that almost happened to me. They were like, hey, do you want to pay for it? I was like, "Ah, I'll I'll just make up a new number because (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that tied to it. Some guys are tied to it. I wasn't tied to any number like that. So it was like a fresh start every new place that I went to. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> My husband plays basketball and what he's done when that happens is he just adds his previous two numbers together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make up a new number. Yeah. He's only yeah. growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I think that's it. Right. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's appreciate it, man. You were so much fun, Pierre. Ah, thank you guys. I just want to ask you one last question because mm-hmm. I'm curious. This is just for me. What do you think is a more beautiful language, English or French? French. 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 I, I agree. Uh, wait, by, by far, by far. Greek is great, great too. Spanish is, oh man, French is beautiful. Italian, Italian is very beautiful too as well. Yeah, but yeah. French is just music. I, I wish I learned French just so I could use it for dirty talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning French. <laughs> I'm still learning French. <laughs> it's a tough language to learn, but it's fun. It is very, very beautiful. <laughs> okay, am I saying this right? Passez un bon semaine? Have a good week. Merci, Pierre. Thank you so Merci. much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> with Pierre. Thanks so much again, Mr. Gonson, for joining us. Now we bring in another Pierre, kind of, Peter Andrew from BetMGM, our betting expert. Thanks so much for joining us, Peter. Bonjour, ça va? Oh, very good. From an Italian (laughs) Greek. That was great French. That's it. Man, (laughs) I'm married many dialects. From now on, I'm going to call you uh, Pandelis or Panayotis or Panos, because you're Greek now. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. After this weekend. What are you going to call me, Giannis? I'm going a, I'm to a call you, because you beat me again this week, I'm going to call you the devil. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember that, because I could still change a couple things in the outro that you're reading in a bit. I'm going to remember that. God, I hate losing to you. I know. I hate losing to you. That's what makes this fun. Peter, last week, I won punishment picks. I did pretty good. In fact, I should have gone three for three, because I took the Chiefs over the Bills on the show, but as the week went on, I do a bunch of radio shows throughout the week and they ask my takes and I took the bills on every other show. So I feel like I'm kind of three for three here. Once I really <laughs> dug into the matchup, uh, I'm just not hot on the Chiefs. 
as everyone has heard earlier. But walk us through kind of big bets, big busts, everything from this past NFL weekend. Yeah. Wow. What a crazy week. I mean, crazy from kickers missing everything, PATs, field goals. I mean, a wild Chargers game. You saw a little bit of everything. I think it capped off with last night with a crazy comeback by the Ravens. You know, us as a sports book, we took a beating. A lot of favorites won. Um, so it was a really tough weekend for us. And actually the Ravens coming back and winning that game yesterday really hurt us. A lot of parlays finishing off with just Ravens money line. Wow. So we took a, we took a big beating on that, but it was a really fun weekend for the fans. You know, last night, I think you really got to see what, you know, how things can change in just the span of, what was it 12 minutes probably? I think it was 22 to nine at one point. Ravens come back. Lamar Jackson looked absolutely incredible. So yeah, really fun week, but, uh, we got to make some money back this weekend. So hopefully a couple of dogs come back and, and, and take some wins in week five or week six. I mean, yeah, I mean that Ravens game on Monday night football. I mean, how sustainable, I mean, he looks incredible as you mentioned, but their defense, what is going on with their defense? I mean, it looked like they were, it looked like I was watching uh, a bullfight in Spain and they were just letting them march down the field. Yeah, and they got lucky a couple times too. So I think they got lucky with the um, uh, Blankenship didn't come in for one of the one of the kicks. They had their punter kicking offside. There was so much going on. But you're right, Lamar Jackson. It's not sustainable for him to just be 85 percent of the total yards of the game or whatever it was. He got lucky. Mark Andrews had a really good second half, but that defense needs to show up. And they got guys like Patrick Queen there that are very capable potential defensive player of the year kind of candidates. So they're going to have to play a little bit better two-way ball if they're going to see themselves, you know, in that playoff push in a couple of weeks. I got to ask you a question as a Giants fan. Do you think the Giants should sign the healthcare system as like an additional member of their team just to help out, just to be right there on the field? I mean, this is getting ridiculous. What, what is, is God tr- not a Giant fan? <laughs> it's pretty bad. What Galladay's hurt, obviously Saquon's ankle looks terrible. I think he's already considered doubtful for this week and Jones it's tough to be a, a New York fan, I guess as a whole, because the Jets didn't look too hot. You know, I can relate giants are similar to the Niners right now. We're just, everybody's getting banged up. Trey Lance is out a couple weeks and it seems like Saquon's going to be like that for at least a couple. That's a brutal injury for running back. Obviously the knee is worse, but he had that last year and now going down to the ankle, it's never fun. And it's going to be tough for the giants. I think for the rest of the year, Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Giannis. You know, last weekend, I'm also sorry to both of you. You didn't get to come party with us in Vegas. We had such a good time. The whole BetMGM family at the Fury Wilder fight. Guys, it was the first fight I'd ever been to. It was awesome. But I'm curious how it played out for the sports book. I personally didn't bet on it down there in Vegas. I was really successful betting on football this weekend. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But I didn't do the fight because I felt very strongly Fury was going to win and there wasn't great value. He was so heavily favored. But how did it fare for the sports book? Yeah. First off, I think Giannis will agree. You're spoiled rotten there for, for that being your first yeah. fight. Probably best fight. Yeah. I, said. I said in 10, 15 years, probably best I've seen. We actually did really good as a book. A lot of money came in on Wilder. Yeah. Which was kind of surprising to me. So I, I had personally had Fury just straight up to win. I think it was like minus 285. I got it. And then I had him minus 110. KOTKO. So got lucky there in the 11th. But my God, what a fight. I mean, I think it was two to one punches taken by Wilder. He was just uppercuts to the jaw. Just every time you look, he was taking a different kind of shot, clean shots to the belly. 
And it's pretty impressive, honestly, for him to take that many. And I think after the sixth round, all three judges had him up. I, I think that's right, honest. But it was he a did, yeah. really, really good fight. Yeah, I'd love to see a fourth, but it seems like that ship sailed and it's, it's over now. Yeah, like I said in the opening, I mean, it was a great fight, but it was just finally good to see a good fight where guys didn't just hug each other all night and went on points. And it was just, it was good for boxing, but I mean, pe- people are overdoing it with calling it, you know, calling, uh, calling Fury the greatest of all time. And now just because, you know, he beat, he beat the, he got knocked down twice. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't even know if he could beat Razor Ruddock if they fought back in the day. So there is a fight coming up that we could bet on that I know Olivia is going to have a tough time. Because BetMGM tweeted, what celebrity do you think you could knock out? I obviously said Jake Paul. And then guess who got into the fray? Mr. <laughs> Sam Decker said he's going to knock me out. And let me tell you what? something. Mr. I didn't even yeah. see this. Oh, yeah. You got to get on Twitter. Listen, Sam, you calling me out? Let me tell you something. I will box your groin area. Okay. <laughs> You're going to do, I mean, listen, you got the height advantage, but make no mistake. Your groin is right at face level. I will box the <laughs> hell out of your groin area. So if you're going to put some money, Olivia, who are you taking? Me? And, are you betting with your head? Because if you're betting with your head, you're taking me because you know I'm going to win. You know, Sam is an athletic freak. He's long in every way. He's ripped. He's- I bite. I bite. Okay. <laughs> hey, so does he. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Decker. Hi, Mr. Pappas. Okay, I'm I'm having too much fun on this week's episode. Okay, <laughs> let's get to some of the NFL action this weekend, guys, before anyone fights each other's spouses. Punishment picks. Let's get to this. Uh, first one, Rams at Giants. Rams, 10 and a half point favorite. That kind of surprises me. I mean, we were talking about the Giants all banged up, but... I don't know. That's kind of a big number, Peter. Yeah, it is a big number. Uh, it's it's a tricky one for me because the Rams are leaps and bounds better, but it's not yeah. to say the Giants can't keep it a close game. I don't think they have a shot of winning. Yeah. I would have guessed this as probably a seven and a half to eight and a half point game. But yeah, interesting to see what you guys think. Think 10 and a half makes it or, uh, or Giants cover? Giannis, you go first. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what? It might as well bet on the Giants. I'm betting on the Giants. Why? <laughs> Might as well. I'm well, because, you know, I'm a loyal person, Olivia. And you know what? It's been so crazy what happened last week with all the kickers missing. So okay. I just feel like something wild's going to happen. And I mean, I can't lose to you more. So why not go with the dog? All right. I'm taking the Rams. That one's easy to me. Easy enough. Next one. Chargers, Ravens, Ravens, three point favorite. Can we just talk about it? Really impressive showing. But the Chargers can hold their own. Um, I think this might end up being the game of the week. What do you guys think? I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just not gonna agree with you. And I am taking the Ravens. I think he, he Lamar just looks so good. I think he's gonna put the team on his back again. And uh, let's get a cape for that guy. He's a superhero. Yeah, that's good. All it took was Sam saying he's gonna be a pianist. Now he's never gonna agree with you on any of these. Who knew? That's all it took. <laughs> Last one. This has trap game written all over it for me. Packers minus four and a half on the road in Chicago against the Bears. I think Fields is hurt. I'm not sure, but this is just a tricky one for me. That line, that four and a half, never makes sense to me. What do you guys think there? You know, I'm taking the Packers and four and a half. That's not too much for me. I, I can respect what Justin Fields is doing in Chicago, but overall, I don't think they're a very complete team. 
Uh, I'm taking the Packers. We got the top receiver in the league. We got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm going with them. Yeah, as long as we're talking regular season Packers game, I'm going with the Packers. I mean, you know, if we get into the playoffs, anyone could beat them. That's fair. Don't be surprised if Bears win this outright, just because that four and a half line is always a sketchy one for me. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in the back of your head. I hope I'm wrong. All right. Well, we'll see. We shall see, my friend. Well, I'm excited, Peter. Next week, we get to talk a little NBA, but this week we can talk some NHL. The season began this week. We have a new team, the Kraken, which may go down as the best name in history. (laughs) But what are some futures in NHL that we should be looking at? Yeah, so I think a lot of the big money is on some of the ones that we expected, especially from last year. Knights, Colorado Avalanche, I think probably two of the more complete teams in the NHL. But it's interesting. I mean, you have a new team like the Kraken. Can they do? What, what the Knights did a couple of years ago in their opening season. You have the Lightning, who are back-to-back champs. Can they go for the three-peat? I think there's a lot of questions around lots of different teams. It seems to be a fairly competitive group at the top. You have the Islanders, who are coming off a really impressive run last year as well. Pains me to say it as a Rangers fan. But it's going to be a really interesting year. You know, back to 100%. I think hockey's one of those sports where it really does matter, having full fans in attendance, especially those home games. So it's going to be a really exciting year. Okay, Peter, thank you so much. Good advice as always. We have clear-cut winners and losers for our picks this week, so I'm excited to see who comes out on top. Everyone, don't forget to go to BetMGM on Twitter on Monday because you can submit your bad beat of the week. You know we're going to announce the winner, and you can win $100 of site credit to BetMGM. Also, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Now let's get to it because I've won two weeks in a row. Giannis Papas, you have to read whatever my twisted brain comes up with for the outro. Take it away, my friend. Oh, God, Olivia, here we go. I'm Giannis Pappas, Robin to Olivia's Batman, which means since Robin now is, uh, I think he's non-binary, so that's great too. Olivia. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. Read what I wrote. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Giannis Pappas, Robin to Olivia's Batman. Olivia absolutely carries this show every week. So I'm just glad to read the outro as the loser of the week. Yeah. I am honored to read the loquacious paragraph of her carefully crafted words. Her journalism degree shows itself every week. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at Olivia Harlan Decker for her amazing insights into her fabulous world. Also, I'm honored her husband wants to fight me as I will get beaten to a pulp and never recover. My wife wouldn't recognize me. It's on, Sam. And? One more thing. Merci de nous I can't speak French. I don't know what I... You know what, Olivia? You're crossing the line. You're making me speak different languages. That means thank you and have a good week. Oh, no, wait. That means thank you for joining us. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.